0: Welcome to the Occupational Safety Leadership Podcast, episode number 26. Today, what we're going to do is sit down and talk about an introduction to a safety needs assessment. If we think about episode 25, I very just shortly said, oh, just do a safety training needs assessment. And then I thought about it later. I just assumed everybody was kind of doing that stuff out there. Um, and so, let's do a little Backtracking first, you definitely just don't want to give people training for the sake of training when you haven't really sat down, really assessed the workplace, really figure out what their needs are first. So um, you can just blanketly give people training. That is a strategy. I don't like that strategy, but that doesn't mean that you just don't choose to use it. So let's sit down and kind of look at uh, the steps of doing a safety training needs assessment. And I broke it down into three separate parts because I know that once I get talking, I can really start talking. That doesn't mean that you need to hear me talking. So three separate uh, sessions on this. So this is going to be part one of three. Uh, Let's go ahead and get started. So, before we really get started, let's kind of sit down and do um, a little definition of Safety Training Needs Assessment. And like all things, there has to be a reason why we're doing it. We just like literally can't say, well, we have to do it because everybody else is doing it. You know, there's, there's got to be a reason why we're doing the actions that we're doing because um, time, energy, money, attention span, all that stuff is just not endless. So we got to be super careful about the time that we're using and how we're using this time. So let's look at the just a little definition here, and this is one that works for me. Doesn't mean it's going to work 100% for you out there. So, a safety training needs assessment is a process of identifying the safety training requirements for employees and evaluating the effectiveness of the current safety programs out there. So we want to look at what we're currently doing as opposed to the end goal so think about the baseline and then where that, where that we want to go from the baseline and where that we want to end because you have, you have to have a picture of what success looks like because if not you're not really sure when to end and it doesn't mean that you end that just means that you got it really darn good and now you're going to focus on other things but you come back and assess your, um, assess your plan. And then, of course, you adjust as necessary. And let's talk about the reason why that we're going to do this. So, um, the biggest thing that we want to do is do it for the people. So, if you think that you want to do it for you to look good and everything else, then don't do that then. So, the people in the workplace can see when you're doing something for you. As safety professionals, I like to think we're all doing it for the people out there. So the first thing that I like to focus on, of course, is that we're we're really doing it for injury reduction. And of course, we're looking at both severity and the probability that it's happening out there. So um, as a minimum baseline, you want to be in compliance with all the laws out there then. So um, that's really hard because there are some conflicting laws out there. But like all things, if you took the most restrictive of the laws out there and trained to that effect, are going to be good then so we want to also look at this because there could be a change in what we're currently doing as opposed to or a change like this is where we want to go in the future and part of that we may be looking at a new process and when you think about that new chemicals um, robotics are coming more commonplace in the workplace so we're automating more so as we automate more we know that there's going to be different hazards in the workplace out there. And when we just kind of think about change, that's that's all the changes out there. So We also know that there's a lot of companies out there going through um, the downsize. Sometimes they like to use these fancy words, you know, we're going to right size the organization, you know, whatever, whatever words the company chooses, you know, like I get it. But it also means that many times what what, what we have is um, responsibilities that are brand new to people out there. And so maybe they uh, are now part of a pool that they have this potential hazard, whereas before they didn't have this potential hazard out there. And we also want to look at a better use of company time and money. And uh, I've already gotten on my soapbox before and said people just blanketly give training out. They've put zero effort, zero thought into it. They just feel that something has happened. I gotta, I just, I just gotta get everybody trained, and that's it. It's, it's all of us have learned um, that there really is no magic pill in life. You just literally can't say I've made a decision, and that's it, and it's just better. And you know, so like all things, you implement a plan, but you gotta follow up and really see. Uh, there are times that I thought I did a awesome job, and I made a change not as as awesome as I thought I made the change. So we always have to go back and really assess exactly what we did out there. So I like to use a six step process. So obviously don't take this as the only way that you can do it. You know, there's a lot of different ways, but this just really seems to work for me out there then. So, and when we think about the six step process, of course, we just use like the number system and so. First one, identify the safety hazards and risks out there. Second one, we're going to look at the training needs out there. So now that we've kind of looked at the hazards and the risk, we're going to sit there and say, ah, who's going to get what training and per the risk and all that good stuff. Three, determine the training objectives. There has to be a reason why that we're doing this. What is the objective? The objective can't be, oh, we just checked the box off because the corporation said that we need to have a training program. No, there's got to be a goal behind it, a objective, a reason why we're doing this. So now that we've kind of looked at, you know, the hazards, the needs out there, the objectives, step four, develop the training program. You know, are you going to do it in person or are you going to do com- com- um, computer based? Are you going to bring in a consultant? Are you going to right? So now there's going to be a program out there. Five, you implement the training program. So now you're ready to execute. Now it would be awesome if overnight we just said we've decided that people need five categories and overnight all five of them are done. That's just not realistic in most of today's work workforce. So we need to sit down and look at how we're going to implement a plan. And at six, you got to go back and evaluate exactly how it went. You know, um, I like to I like to think everybody fits in these nice neat boxes when it comes to hazards and all that. But you may find where um, you need to have um, a uh, um, I can't call it optional. You may have like one or two folks who just do such different tasks that maybe they need just a little more training than your all of your maintenance crew or all of your chemical operators. So, like all things, you've got to go back and evaluate the training program afterwards then. And that's it for part one of a three-part series. And on this one, we talked about the um, safety training needs assessment. So, episode number 26, I'd like to thank everybody for joining me today. And uh, part two and part three will really sit sit down and break down the sixth step process. It would have been way too long and probably boring if I sat down and did all all three in just a half an hour session. So thank you so much for joining me. My name is Dr. David Ayers. Have a safe day.